Do you sometimes have difficulty tying up your shoes? Yeah. You're probably suffering from a missing aglet or aglet damage. Aglet. Don't delay. Buy new aglets today. Aglet. This message comes to you from the Aglet Marketing, marketing Board. What the hell's an aglet? Shoo away your troubles. What on earth was that? What was that? The Aglet Marketing Board. They got in touch and they're our sponsors now oh, for, this, oh. well, for this episode. Right. I love it. Money off the, you know what an Aglet is, don't you? I haven't got a clue. What is it? You don't know what an aglet is? No. An aglet yeah. is that little bit of plastic you get on a shoelace. I can demonstrate it there. Which oh, are, wow. Great, aren't they? When you first get them, yeah. they're brilliant because it means you can easily tie up your shoelaces. But when they start to get a bit worn yeah. and sometimes fall off completely. Sometimes they do. And then it gets that little bit of flaring on the end of your lace. Yeah. And you have to lick it and wet your fingers and roll it up and all that business to try and thread them. And it gets awkward. That means it's time for new aglets. Wow, I didn't know that. There you go. I've got a list, and I'll do them shortly. I've got a list, because I knew you wouldn't know that, so I've done a list of things that you didn't know had names. Aglet. 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 Does it suit the product, though? I don't know. I don't know what... Sometimes it, things don't suit the product, do they? Do you know what I mean? Aglet. You, I wouldn't have given it that name. I would have just called it the lace tip. Yeah, you... Mm, no, you but Aglet. That's a proper name. That's good. It sounds like, like Nordic... Do you know what I mean? Like, that, no, I'm not, that's not like me in a northern accent mm. saying, oh, he's got Nordic. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Nordic as in Norwegian, yeah, yeah, Norwegian etc. It do, yeah, it does sound like, yeah, as opposed to a kind of um, Mediterranean sort of Right, thing. so you've got other words for me for later on. Other words for you later oh, on. I've got a brilliant royal proclamation to make oh, as well. Show. And uh, we've got, as we promised last week, yeah. our acting masterclass, which oh, is yeah. basically me and you doing a sketch and we'll play it at the end of the podcast because it's, it's class, isn't it? I think. I it's think so. Possibly. Yeah, apart from you, when you played that dead body on Brookside, it's the best bit of acting you've ever done. Yeah. But we're putting it at the end so that you don't switch off. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying we're preempting anything. Do you want to do my list of unusual names to start off with then? Um, don't mean to give you a test, yeah? No. No? Can we not right. start oh, off how we normally start Oh, off. you're saying, okay, again, what's bugging you this week, Jamie? I, I got conned. You got conned? Conned on a British motorway. I got I got done on the M40. You didn't get a blowout on the M25 like me, did you? And that, no. Kind of, that's not... A no good thing either. I right. I got a blow. I don't, my tire blew up. On well, it's not about you. This is it. Not me. Hoodwinked, Steve. Conned. Hoodwinked. Fooled. What? On the you know motorway when, itself. Yes. You know when you're on a long journey. Yeah. And nature calls. Mm -hmm. And you hold it, and it goes. Services seventeen miles. Mm -hmm. You think I'll make it. Yeah. I'll make yeah, yeah I'll yeah, make yeah, it and yeah, the, yeah. but the nearer you get mm. it's like getting to your front door after a long walk if you yeah. need to go the nearer you get the more intense you, you need to go oh I'm raging aren't I so this is how I got hoodwinked mm. it said services come off now it was one of those services oh no I know what you're going to say we have you know, to drive wait. for miles to find the I may as well have gone to a retail park ah oh, it's nothing more frustrating oh there should be some sort of warning system I need to go and now I'm driving and I've gone round this roundabout and then I've got to turn left and then I've got to get onto it and I was like no way often it's 
easier to turn off the junction before or after and drive to the nearest town or village. I was in a different town. Yeah. The, 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 like in several, and the worst is then, because it screws with you where you're on, you know, you're all, you, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Your, your own measuring system and things. Right, yeah. Location devices in your head. What's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Anyway, it messes you up and you don't know which direction you're facing. No. Because you know I've gone I mean? off. Then you're coming back and you're going, oh, I have to re-put it all back in my sat-nav. And your sat-nav's relocating you, thinking that, that that's not accessible anymore. It'll send you on a different... I appreciate your anger there, yeah. Jamie. I don't know. appreciate when, your anger. When you, don't, today. when you sort of internal compass. Is that that's what, what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's Thank when you, you end up in what I call Lorryland. Lorryland. <laughs> <laughs> Lorryland it's like you've suddenly been shrunk and it's if you suddenly feel like the one of the borrowers don't you in Lorryland just all you see is lorries with yeah. curtains shut and laptops oh, playing and movies you're driving have you ever parked in Lorryland because you can't work yourself work the way back to the normal service station area and you park next just for a little bit of eyes shut I know and you park with a massive lorries and it always feels like you say like you're a borrower or something like a toy story you just something know like you're that. not you're not welcome you're, in Lorryland yeah, it's yeah. the worst theme park ever yeah yeah Lorryland but I did have a moment of excitement on the motorway oh for the first time and see if anyone else see if you've ever felt like this there's a moment on the m6 where you actually feel like a formula one driver and it's that moment you've paid for the toll and the barrier comes up and you've got 15 lanes wide and you can go and you can set off see how quick you can do not to 16 because you've only got 200 meters or something to do it and you feel like an f1 driver do you know what? Can we just very quickly do my royal proclamation because it fits beautifully into this Does conversation it? right now. So hit the jingle. There you go. My proclamation is quite simply, I ate a biscuit the wrong way and I liked it. Oh, no. Are you wondering why this fits in? I stopped at a service station. Oh. I stopped at a service station, and I don't even notice this. Biscuits are the only cheap thing in a service station. Have you noticed that? Crisps, really expensive. They do that deal like, you know, two for four ninety nine, two yeah. packets. You know, really stupid pricing on anything in a service station. And you think, blimey, if I was in Aldi or Lidl right now, I'd be able to get a full multi-pack of this for the same price. Absolutely. Anyway, I noticed that the... the Chocolate biscuits are quite cheap. And they had some chocolate knob, hobnobs on offer per a pound. What were they? Knob-knob, Choc- <laughs> knob-hobs. Chocolate knob-hobs. Right. Chocolate knob-hobs. And I got these chocolate knob-hobs and put them in the car. Now, I've got a drinks holder. Now, I don't even notice this, anyone, but hobnobs, and I would hazard to guess that your um, chocolate digest is the same. The same diameter as a cup holder. Oh, I didn't know that. So you can stand the biscuits in there. Yeah. Open up the top. Never an easy task on any biscuits that, even with that little tab. Sometimes they have a, you know, the tab that you have a to unravel. Red tab. It's a little bit so of red I, but tape. I, so I had them on the wrong way. But what I didn't know, I had the biscuits on the wrong way around. You know what I'm saying now? Oh, second. so the hobnob was facing up and the chocolate was facing down. Exactly. But I didn't know because I'm driving, aren't I? So I'm doing that with one hand. All right, I'm yeah. driving. What are you doing? I'm d- <laughs> have you got a passenger? <laughs> I'm also showing my mum. Showing my mum my flowers again. Taking some mums, my mum some flowers. No, I've got. The hobnobs, and I picked the hobnob yeah. up. How do you put the I... hobnobs in the holder? 
<laughs> like I grab them in I ram the knobs into the holder yeah right and then Janet St. Passages says she's here let me help so she starts helping ramming the knobs into the holder as well and before we know it we're both ramming the knobs in she's right. spilling crumbs so I'm getting the crumbs off her lap yeah. <laughs> this is more of a visual part of the podcast but I'm just it'll make it onto social media can we come to my story now yeah Okay, so I pick up a biscuit. I don't see what which way up I've got the biscuit. Okay. Now, this is where I've had a big debate, and I've spoke to my kids and my wife about this this week yeah. in preparation for this conversation I'm having with you. But I'm going, is there actually a right or a wrong way to eat a biscuit? I would always say you would all normally pick up the biscuit with the chocolate on top. Chocolate up. Because it's a chocolate topping, isn't it? It's not yeah. called a chocolate bottoming. Oh, that's a good point. Chocolate topping. So that's facing up, and you put it in your mouth. Well, without realising, I picked it up, I turned it over and I had it the wrong way around. I put it in my mouth and a little more, for a brief second, I went, oh, oh. it was excitement. It was exciting. It was new. Because the chocolate was at the bottom. Yeah, but that meant I got that little tingle of chocolate taste on my tongue before a dry biscuit texture. Oh, that's, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm getting the chocolate flavour before the kind of, not saying the hobnob is disappointing, but the chocolate's the highlight. That's the bit you're going. Right. So you got that sensation. And then that breeds into the, as opposed to the dry biscuit, then eventually soaking into the, I wonder. the chocolate. So is there a rock? What I'm asking, is there a right or a wrong way to eat a biscuit with that? Well, knowledge? there's a traditional format, mm. but I think we could mix it up. And I think the next time I have a cheesecake... Right, well... I might okay. tip it upside down. The, the, well, this is... A, I, again, I got into a conversation about other foodstuffs that may be interesting to try the other way around. Right, go on. How would you eat a pizza? A pizza? I don't Now, eat bear pizza. in mind, not a heavy... Not a heavy... Load. I don't eat pizza. Or you, could you just pretend you do for the better for this? How do you eat pizza? Uh, I don't. Could you just pretend? Oh, just if pretend. you keep the crust and the cheese on top. Yeah, and that the crust is always in the base, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's called a pizza base, isn't it? That's right. The cold pizza base. So we now turning society on its head we're mad I tell you in the royal house we're mad sometimes I'm wacky I'm crazy I'm zany Jamie I'm turning that pizza around and I'm going to get the tangy cheese and the ooh the tomato on my tongue first and then bite down <laughs> into the <laughs> into the fat crusty thing and that's on top and I've got the flit oh don't you think donuts you've got the icing on top of a donut turn it the other way around oh that luxurious sweet icing sugar is it in your tongue first and the other bit of donut is on top and it's softly cr- I've created a whole new way of eating haven't I you created a whole new podcast <laughs> Disgusting habit. Anyway, that Brilliant. was it. That's what I wanted to discuss with you. And I was, I was going to ask you any other food stuffs. That- Maybe we should ask Simon Wood, the uh, Master Chef, next time we see him. Has he ever turned stuff upside down or played around with formats of food? He, has he ever? He's always. That's his. That is his forte. We should. Well, we've. We are going to have Master Chef Champion Simon Wood on the podcast again very shortly, live from his restaurant. We're going to go down there, and um, he will answer all these questions. Make a note of that, Jamie. Make a note. I shall. Stevie, that I is shall. my royal proclamation. Yes, uh, did you watch? Uh, no, you, you obviously uh, still at the moment clinging on to your Britain's Got Talent title. Just over a month. Have you watched so the latest episodes I of have. Britain's Got Talent? I have. I watch it now with a sort of knowing what they're going through as well. It's a little bit different watching it from when you've been on it 
not only the fact that you know what's happened backstage and all the day they've had before it, but you also, you, you can really see the sense, you, you, you empathise with them, I think. You yeah. empathise with those, especially those who do, because let's be fair, I did quite well on it. I'm finding I mean? myself very disappointed with the magicians. And, uh, and when yeah. I say that, no, I don't mean in terms of skill, because mm. they're all incredibly, but when, when they come on and they go, oh, I could risk my life, I could die doing yeah, this. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, mate, they would have cut that out. Yeah. If you died now, yeah, it's not. I'm guessing it's edit, cut from it? the show. Very few. They're not putting a death at eight o'clock on a Saturday night where yeah, it does there's a man that everyone goes. <gasps> and I think the whole death part and the risk yeah. part of magicians, and there is risk, mm. but I think we're not like a hundred years ago. You know, everything is very much so. I think I would like to see a different format of I my magicians, of the magicians who go, you know, let's go back to the fun side of magic as opposed yeah. to the risk. You'd nice to see a, a, a Tommy Cooper style act on there, wouldn't it? Like, there was a fella, past. like a, he was a bit of a, he walked through like there was balls on flames. Yeah, you know? well, I know him, Kevin. Yeah. And I'll get him, we'll get him on the podcast. And one, Want him on? one actually hit him on the head. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, I, I like that yeah. because I thought, do you know what? It wasn't it magic. Was he was yeah, a science was, teacher. Yeah. He slightly misjudged it and he got hit on the head. Mm. But there you go. But I think the magicians, the whole... I think the one you're talking about this time is the guy who held his breath underwater, basically. Well, there's that one. For three minutes. Yeah, there's that Which one. Which is impressive. But have you ever heard that with, with, with Bradley on holiday? When you've been on holiday? I say, Dad, count how long... It's not entertaining, is it? Sat on the edge of a pool. Watching your kids dip under the wheel, you with a stopwatch like that going. I know. 48 seconds that time, try and beat it. It's not, that's not how I'd choose, you know, if it was a teleprogram where people hold the breath. And that's technically all they're doing, isn't it? I have held my breath underwater for seven minutes, 12 seconds once. Yeah, in Mallorca. And it was at, it was following the moment when this woman said to her husband, that's him. And pointed at me in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> there is a plant, by the way. There is a plant that, you know, so just a little slight sidetrack talk about deaths and risk in your life. Yeah. There is a plant on this planet that if you sit underneath the leaves of the plant yeah. for longer than four minutes, they say, you die. Really? Yeah. Just from sitting underneath the leaf of the plant for four minutes, you die. What's it called? It's called a water lily. <laughs> <laughs> a water lily I don't get it you don't get it no when you sit under the leaf of a water lily yeah for four minutes you die why because <laughs> you're underwater aren't you oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get that oh I didn't get it did I oh that was a brilliant that's a good joke isn't it I wouldn't open with it <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <I'm> <laughs> oh dear, right, do you want me to listen to funny words? No. Oh, you want to talk more? Did you add more on that? No, more on no that more on that. that. Who's your favourite? Oh, I'll tell you, we should give a mention to Brian and um, Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, we, I like them, actually, they were funny. I've worked, worked with them before, oh, many. Have you worked with them? Have you worked with, it, no. with them? Oh, I've worked no. And years ago, they used to have a venue in Edinburgh as well, when I was with the Slaughterhouse Live lads, our character comedy stuff, we used to do their venue. They've been brilliant for years, and I don't know if it came across, but some people really believe in... She started, it was a brilliant gag early on that most people missed, and it actually got in the Sun newspaper, accusing her of lying 
But she wasn't. She was making a joke. They said, how old are you? To which he replied, Brian goes, um, I'm in my late 60s. And she goes, 71. Right. Answering for him. Right. Everyone thinks she's 71. And she's actually in her 50s. She's like a lot younger than him. Right. Okay. So they're going, she's not, she's lying. She's not 71. no, she's not. The joke was so the people missing the subtlety of their their humour. But if, honestly, if you go and see him live, it's even yeah. better. And I'm hoping they just get it. It's one of them acts that builds and builds. Good. We'll watch that. Anyway, we'll watch that. We don't need to talk about Britain's Got Talent. No, we don't. Very no, few no, members no, of the population geez. actually watch it these well, days. Well, these days, I mean, moving the pandemic, on. It was massive. Can I do me a Twitter list? I'll go on the two Twitter lists and then what's I'll do trending? Oh yeah, what's trending? I tell you what, it was quite hard I've, this week. Was it? Yeah, what, it's what, what, very what, serious. All very, oh, okay. very political. Yeah, so you've got a very. Yeah. You're going to really have to pull this out the bag, Steve. Right, I've got ten still. Ten to choose from. Oh, no, you've got, got four. It's always Only four. four. I four. look at the top ten. Oh, okay. And I all choose right, so four. Got, yeah. Okay. So I know what I'm going for. What's trending? What's trending? There you go, Steve. I, think I still haven't got round. Oh, no, but I think it's the best one you've done that. Do you think so? Yeah, it came across as a mixture of, like, teasing, questioning. Yeah. But still with a, with a, an anti- a bit of an anticipation in the in the breath. We haven't really Two got the budget for another jingle. No, well, that's so why you're doing it. And I don't mind doing it myself. Very so, uh, one to four, Steve. I'm going four. I didn't even hesitate this week. Okay. Number four. Keir Starmer. Oh. Sorry. Oh, Keir. Oh, do I have to... Do, 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 why is it? Am I got to just say why is Stanley? We've got to think of something humorous to say about Keir Starmer. Well, uh, he's in really just because. Well, it was a bit of a, a wet lettuce, wasn't he? And they keep calling them Captain Hindsight and all that sort right, of yeah, stuff. So, yeah. well, that's yeah. So that's it. I'll give I'll give you the others if you want. Number- I still don't understand if you're an opposition leader, right? Why? I know you don't have to because you sometimes you've got to go with your own guts, into, but oppose things. Do you know what I mean? I think one of the key policies or the key ideas of being an opposition yeah. party is to oppose what the other parties are doing. Not just agree with it, but say you agree with it, and I'd, but you do it slightly different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're not called the slightly different party, are they? No, it's supposed to be the opposition. They should be called right now. They should be called... Uh, the, it's the, the government and the slightly different party opposite. You know, I'd like to mention to the right honourable gentleman from the slightly different party... <laughs> The ridiculous. Something he could. You had the choices. Very limited this week. I was, was stuck it? this week. Yeah, because yeah, it went quite heavy. You had Matt Hancock. Okay, right. Well, he's got done ten minutes on him. MOTs. <laughs> Most women have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MOTs was in there. MOTs. Yeah, because they're looking to move that to every two years, aren't they? Oh, that'd be that'd be nice. What's that? Yeah. Angela Rayner. Okay. Who's been in because of the huge controversy that a woman has legs? Yeah, I know, and she and crosses the, it, and the, and she yeah, walks on them. That's just incredible. They are um, distracted by her legs. I mean, wait till she takes a jacket off and they realise <laughs> she's got knockers. The place is going to fall <laughs> apart. <laughs> I mean, oh dear. It is hard to believe, isn't it? It's ridiculous. They're even making it in the newspapers. Just incredible. I think the Daily Miller. Ref- you know, no, Daily can I just Mail say something? Can I say something? Yeah. I think it's like schoolyard tactics. I think deep down, this is all. Mm. I think Boris Johnson fancies her. 
Oh, you think this is like? But he oh, knows, me, mate. It's is like fl- it's flirting. But she's one of those women that's not even gonna give him the time of day. Yeah. So he's trying. No, when someone trying to get- so his mate to call in her names. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. He said, I think they probably all fancy, but they damn yeah. because she just wiped the floor with them. Yeah. So uh, gosh, she's got legs. Incredible. And she wears tights. I mean, her legs are incredible, but there uh, you. Yeah. She wears tights and shoes. Yeah, she's she's almost like a normal lady. I know. Incredible. Can't believe, can't believe. I mean, did I you see last week? Normal she... lady anymore? Don't know, but last week, I mean, she was proper. Oof, she 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 brushed it there. She, she, she made an effort. She made an effort, yeah. How dare she make an effort to go to work? Incredible. Boris Johnson's got the cheek to sit there with her head like a mop. Now, it wasn't in that said it. I know. It's yeah, someone yeah, else yeah, has said it. Yeah. We don't know who said it because yeah, they're that the, cowardly. The, 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 that's the problem. That's the problem. Her with her legs. Yeah. Right? And not him with that mat of hair. I know. Right? Sat with all those other... Or horrendous. I mean, that if you want to look for a moral compass, well, we don't that even front desk. That front bench is not where you're going to look. We don't it? even know how and many then, kids or ex-wives he's actually got, but she's the problem. Incredible. Uh, well, her legs. Anyway, incredible. There you go. Right, I've got yeah. a list now of things that this will. This is it. This is. I always like to think in our podcast we have an educational element. We do, and this is it. Right for this week. And you can join in at home. Some of these are going to proper fascinate you and proper amaze you. Start with a very simple one, really. I'll, be, I'll give you the name. And if you can get it, guess straight away. If not, I'll give you a little bit of a clue as to where it is or what. where. Because some of these are about, like, items of the body. Some of them are objects. Some of them are sentiments, even. Oh, okay. Right? But they actually have a name that you probably didn't know they had. Right. So, Glabella. Is the first one. Oh, Glabella. So what is a Glabella? Now, well, that, straight away, what does it seem to be to you? Something the... round the bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bum word. Something word-ish. you might glimpse of Angela Rayner in the House of Commons. Are yeah. you thinking, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's not in your bum. It's, it's a part of the Glabella. anatomy. There you go. In fact, it couldn't be further away from your bum. Well, <laughs> well, it's part someone of the anatomy. Is, if someone else's Glabella is near your Glabella. bum. Glabella. Clabella. Oh, I thought you said Gabella. Glab- no, Glabella. So Glabella, not Clab. Yeah. Glabella. Go on. Or Glabella. It might be Glabella. Go on then. It's the space between your eyebrows, that gap between, you know, sometimes it's, you know, oh, yeah. evil people. It's yeah, joined together, isn't it? It's all one. That little space. Also, uh, it's also the name of the bone underneath that space that connects your brow ridges. Right. That little bit of bone there. That's called the Glabella. Did you know as well? This is this is disgraceful, by the way, that uh, Angela Rayner does her eyebrows. You're joking. I'm telling you. Oh, they're so false, aren't they? These politicians. It's unbelievable. Just get on with running the country. Is what I say. This is a lovely one. This go on. And you will love. Well, I love this. One of my favourites. Right. Petricor. Petricor. Yeah. If I'm going feet. It's not a body. It's not an. This. This is a. Oh, it's not old body. This right. is actually. I'll. I'll give you a, a big clue on this. Yes. Right. It and I'll also. It's. A, it's a term coined by two Australian researchers in 1964, uh, but the term became better known in 2011. Do you know why? Why? Because it popped up in an episode of Doctor Who. Ooh. So tell me the word again. Petricor. 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 C H. O-R at the end, petrichor. It's a sa- it's a smell of something. It's the Petrol. smell. It's a very distinct... No, Petrol. No. Fuel. No. Think nature. Feet. It's a natural Grass. smell. A natural... Water. Y- y- 
put the two together watery grass watery grass the smell is of, it yeah the smell of rain you know that smell you get in a spring morning when the rains the dew on the grass and that smell yeah that beautiful when you're camping it's the smell of camping right right apart from the sweaty feet and the and the and the you know the clammy bodies yeah right that is petrichor. So you've been camping, you've gone, what's that smell? You've opened the front oh. door of your tent and there's been a dew on the grass. Yeah. So what you... Oh. And I'd say to him, <laughs> get off the land! <laughs> what you want to do, when well, the next time you go camping, is unzip, zzzz, them big zips, yeah. yeah. Zzzz, pop your head out and go, oh, darling, smell the petrichor! That's a good word. Listen to the... Mm, breathe in the petrichor of this morning, um, this spring morning, darling. And you while we're on it, why, why hasn't campsite? somebody invented a quiet zip for a tent? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's annoying on a campsite, isn't it? Yeah. At night, zzz. <laughs> 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 you try doing it quiet. And it, you can't. Oh yeah, they're massive, aren't they? Them zips. I know. Uh, paresthesia. Paresthesia. You will have had this. You will have a, This is a condition. Yes. That we've all suffered from at some point. All oh, right. Okay. Surprised I don't get it in here. Sat on this in front of our media uh, adjustable media suite. Oh, boredom. No. <laughs> it's not another word for boredom. No. Paresthesia. Bad back. No. Stiffness. Pins and needles. Pins and needles. Yeah. Are you having a go at my sensation? Oi, oi, yeah. Oi, are you having a go at my studio? No, I'm not having a go. I'm just, it's, it's, it's just very low down, isn't it? Compact. We've got all that space above us to the ceiling. It's quite right. high, that ceiling. We're just a, just a normal size couch. And, but then again, we won't uh, take a full advantage of the adjustable media station. Sweet. Ironing board. Griffinage. Oh, something to do with Harry Potter. <laughs> it's not, actually. Is it not? No, this is a good one to know this. And it's a good one when you're at your doctor's, next time you see your doctor, just say, by the way, doctor, I've noticed you're a, you do seem to suffer from griffinage. Oh. I say doctor specifically. What doctor's renowned for? Medicine. And, Patience. But in a more, I suppose, colloquial kind of way. What Illness. They, illegible handwriting. It's griffinage. So if you've got bad handwriting, I suffer from griffinage. I've got terrible, I've got terrible griffinage. So that's it. That's right. ineligible handwriting. Now this is, I do like this. Make this, this the last one then. Okay, this is a really good one, this one. You're going to like this one. Yeah. Oh no, I've got one more after Okay. This. Got one more that I've got to do, right? Well, yeah. this one. Lawn mullet. Lawn mullet? A lawn mullet. I'm just going to look out your window here. It's going to be the obsession of lines on your garden. Lawn in front of your eyes. It's just, it's quite narrow your front. Do you have an actual lawn? There is a lawn. Do you care for it more than you do at the back? No. I care for the back more yeah, than the front. Yeah, you see, I do that. But some people suffer from lawn mullet because obviously the front's on display, so they care for that more than they do the back. No. And that's a lawn mullet. I have the same... You have the reverse mullet. Well, can I just say, uh, I have the same thought process with uh, Christmas lights at the front of the house because I think as long as my neighbours have made the effort, I'm getting a good view. Yeah, so put all yours in back. So... I sit in the back more than I sit in the front, so That's I'm putting good the good idea. stuff in That's the back. Sensible. Whereas the people over the road go mad at Christmas with the Christmas mm. lights, and they're like, oh, "Look out!" And I think, "Isn't that festive?" And yet they look at mine and just think, it "Looks like a torch on a bin." <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose you, you then probably have a long fade. 
And they call the fade when they shave your hair now. Oh, yeah. So a lawn mullet, if you only clean up your front lawn, you might have a lawn mullet, a neatly manicured front lawn and an overgrown mess in the back. Right, I keep it there neat. Do keep and it the neat. last one, last one. <laughs> I'm not being rude. Do you want to read it? You read Let's it. Let's read it. You Let's read have it. a look. <laughs> Quincunks. Quincunks. With yeah. a Q. Quincunks. Quincunks. <laughs> Quincunks. <laughs> Quincunks. What's, do you know what quincunks is? This is a great word to know. Just have this in your ammunition. Spell it for everyone so they've got it so at all. I'm not being rude. Right, it's Q-U-I-N-C-U-N-X. Quincunks. Right, give us a clue. Right. Oh, I'll give you a clue. Thomas Edison. Light bulb. Light bulb man. He had the quincunks tattooed on his left forearm. No. Yeah. Right, is it a cold... Not really, not what... Symbol. Yeah, it's a specific symbol. Right. So it's going to be... Related to the... I'll give, you, I'll give you a lot on this. I'll give you a lot. Related to the number five. Oh, oh, uh, right. Um, right. Like a hexagon. You, That's got no, five sides. No, no. But you, you're on the right side with thinking of shapes. Okay. Now, this is going to sound ridiculous, but think of a cube. Think of a cube. A little hexagon. cube. little cube. Roll with Rubik's cube. A cube that you throw. Cube that you don't throw a cube. You do. You throw a cube a lot when you're doing a certain activity. I've never thrown a cube. You've thrown a cube. Oh, blooming dice. Dice. Dice, of course. Five on a dice, the numbers on a dice. You know that design? So you've got the four dots and the one and the in one, the middle. Yeah. That is known as a quincunx. Which the one in the middle? Just know that the whole, the five, the, the number five on a dice yeah. is the quincunx. Right. The way that the, the, the shaped. And what's the one known as? <laughs> <laughs> a silly, it's slightly off centre. It's called a silly. <laughs> there you go. That was very good. What else did you have? Oh, can we, can we even top that? I don't think we can even top that. That's very, very funny. Very funny indeed. Oh dear. Um, what else was going to say? Tell you one thing we never completed the other week. Yeah. I was going to ask you this. Only because every time I go in my kitchen. Yeah. Well, it's every time I tidy the kitchen, let's say, clean it, I have to move this one object that I've never yet used. Oh, go on. And I just wondered if you've got something in your yeah. house that you never used. And yeah. And you're going, but you're reluctant to throw it out. Yeah. Because you think it's. Hundred percent. Good. I can show you it downstairs when we go down. Right. Well, I'll tell you mine first. Right. I'll tell you mine first. Go on then. Mine is a salt block. That's what I'm talking about. It's in a wooden box. It's a Himalayan salt block, and the idea is you cook things on it. You you put that in the oven. Right. So and it gets really really hot, and then you know like steaks and stuff. You can a bit like a griddle if you like. Yeah. Put it in the table then. I put some mats down first, but you put it on the table, and then you put your steak on it. Just see as outside, you know. You, you oh know, yeah, it's never going to cook things through. That's my, you know, problem with it. But it adds that little bit of salt flavouring to it. Oh, I get That's it. That's the idea of it. But I've always, it's more of it. Seems like more of it. You're not going to do that just for family meal, in are you? You know, it's more of a social thing, isn't it? I got it. You need, a, you need an occasion to use it. It's a bit like a. Um, we used to have the, the fondue set. Oh, God. A fondue, fondue set. It's, it had to be an occasion, didn't it? 
Everyone had the fondue yeah. set. I've got... So what's, um, your, what's your unused item in your kitchen? It's made of, like, steel, I think. It's, well, it's very... Uh, a metal's quite sharp, and it, it's, a, it's a, a bottle holder. just holds one bottle of, like, red wine. Oh, right. And somebody bought it as a present, but it's quite spiky. So I like the people, um, so I couldn't bear to just Chuck put it. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually in the utility next to the bin and that's where it lives until those people come round and I put a bottle of red wine in and put it back in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird this, thing though, isn't it? A wine holder. For one bottle. Because wine, it's not like you have a problem. It's not like it's cylindrical and it's going to roll off your table. Like, you, And you need to you display just, it. I mean, a wine bottle. Oh, by the way, talk about names, while I was doing that bit of research before... The bottom of the wine, you know the little dent in the bottom of the bottom Oh, of yeah. A punt. A what? I said punt. Is that what it's called? It's called a punt. Wow. That's the wine's punt. The punt of a wine bottle. Didn't know that. There you go, you see. Didn't Once know again, that. Educational. Would you like to explain mm. the uh, the acting masterclass this week? I will explain the acting masterclass. Uh, a wonderful friend of ours, very funny man, and a lovely guy. He used to be, and I've got to get this right, BMI Baby. Remember the, the airline company? Oh, yeah. Well, Dave Bryan used to be the chief executive of BMI Baby. Wow. And then when it all went wrong, he decided he does talks on, on his experience of working in the air, airline industry, etc. And then he became a comedian. And he hosts a lot of events, a lot of uh, the Funhouse comedy nights. He does a lot of hosting for them. He's a lovely, lovely fella. And during the pandemic, he sent me and you because he saw we were doing stuff online, he sent us some sketches to perform. Yeah. And I don't... Did we actually ever do this one? We didn't. The, he sent us one and we did it, didn't we? And I can't remember what that was on. We, we performed one, and then we never recorded this sketch. And it's a very funny sketch. And then recently, the Rwanda situation coming up, as in, you know, the new immigration policy of the yeah. government. It's, it's you reminded me of it. I went, oh, yeah. And we dug and it we out. read it, dug it out, and went, how poignant is that for now? So we thought, to give you, once again, to see how far you've progressed with all your acting lessons and tuitions you've had over the last few, from people like Danny Poe still teaching how to do impressions and stuff, how well you could impersonate, I suppose, a interviewer, television interviewer, and read a script at the same time. And this is the result. Right, so thank you for tuning into this episode, which we are focusing on the latest government immigration policy. We were scheduled to be joined by the immigration minister, but unfortunately they've been taken ill and have sent, as a late replacement, the minister without portfolio. <clears throat> I do have a portfolio today for this meeting. So today they have sent the minister without portfolio, who today has a portfolio, which is... Immigration! If I recall last time we spoke on this show, you were standing in for the business minister. Uh, just to be clear, I am a minister in my own right. Yeah, the minister without portfolio. Correct. And previously on this show, you stood in and picked up the portfolio for the business minister. Correct. But today, you've put that portfolio down mm -hmm. and picked up another one. Correct. The minister without portfolio, who today has an immigration portfolio... Thank you, and it's a delight to be here with my portfolio. Right, so you are fully briefed and prepared. I am. Right, so this latest government policy is aimed at reducing immigration through an innovative and radical new approach. It is. And can I ask what the approach is? You can, yes. And? And what? 
the new approach is. Sorry, I thought you'd seen the new policy document. Well, I have, but they haven't, uh, the, the audience, so I was rather hoping you would explain it to them. I can, yes. In simple terms for your audience, it is currently far too easy for illegal immigrants to come across our English Channel or our North Sea and sneak ashore. We need a complete rethink and a radical new approach to combat this. Which is? We are moving the country, moving it further away. Further, further away? From what? From, from the immigrants. From the immigrants? Well, from the countries that the immigrants come from. And which of those countries? All of them. All of those on the other side of our English Channel or our North Sea. And how exactly are you going to move the country? Well, by, by, by towing it. Towing it? Yes, by towing it with boats. Our boats. Is that even possible? Our country has risen to a challenge like this before. In 1940, in, in the World War II, we repatriated hundreds, no thousands, well, lots and lots of our men from a French beach using nothing more than a couple of fishing boats, some peddlers and a few inflatable dinghies. I'm sure our country will rise again to this challenge and we can use those same vessels to tow our proud country to a brave new location. We're pedalos and inflatable dinghies. Well, maybe some other boats too. Bigger boats and medium-sized boats and tugboats, yes. Let's not forget them. They'll be perfect for tugging the country. Even we MPs are no stranger to the occasional tug, I can tell you. So I believe. I'm Pardon? Paul. I'm Paul. Huh? <laughs> <clears throat> Have you even checked the feasibility of this with the experts from the shipping industry? Yes, if we can't do it with just our boats, we can use some ships too. And the difference between boats and ships is? Precisely. We can use both types. Exactly my point. Well, and are the Royal Navy going to get involved? If they want. Do they have any boats and ships? I believe they have, yeah. And submarines. Submarines, eh? Are they any good at towing things? Probably worth checking with the Navy on that. But So can we move on to discussing the involvement of the UK and the, well, the other UK countries in this initiative? Sorry, uh, if I've not made myself clear, uh, but we are only talking about our country here, England. Well, what about Scotland and Wales? They're part of the UK and, and they're attached to the same landmass. Yeah, that's a good point. Do, do, do they have any boats or ships? If not, we will have to charge them an excess baggage fee, a bit like the low-cost airlines. What about Northern Ireland? Is that part of the UK too? Well, I believe so. Sure, they can come too. The more, the merrier. But it's a separate physical island. <laughs> I am sure we can just drag it along too, hook it up to the back of us and tow it behind. But that's only the northern part of Ireland. That's the UK. The, the northern... OK, well, we'll just take that bit then with us, if it's ours. And what about the rest, the Republic? Is that ours? No. Well, do they want to come with us? Probably not, but you'd have to ask them. Well, they can stay then. But they're attached to each other, they're part of the same landmass. I'm sure we can separate them. If we can successfully separate two Siamese twins in this modern age, then I'm sure we can successfully separate two Siamese countries, so to right. speak. Right, let's move this question on as to where you plan to relocate our country, as you call it, a brave new location. Where are we moving to? Well, unfortunately, I can't reveal that. It's top secret at the moment. It's been redacted in the policy document too. Is it Rwanda by any chance? How did you... I mean, um, I, I'm not at liberty to say. Well, 
Can I ask, surely the public have a right to know where their own country will actually be in the near future? Well, two reasons. Firstly, we have found the perfect place to relocate, and if we go public, then some other country may try to move there first. Once we are in there, we can make an announcement. And secondly, we don't want the immigration immigrants to find us either. Suffice to say, it's much further away from other countries and too far for them to swim or canoe or however they get there. Uh, far too far, so don't even bother trying. You hear, you hear me? Don't. Well, can you tell us anything about like, the climate in this brave new location? Is it going to be warm? Is it going to be cold? Uh, that is another reason why we want to keep the location a secret. We have found the perfect climate and somewhere that doesn't have global warming either. So it's it's great for the environment too. No global warming, but global warming is global, surely. Um, not this bit. We we found a bit that isn't warming or colding. It's perfect. The perfect location for everyone. And are there any other benefits of this move? Plenty. For a start, it will help our fishing industry. How's that? It's too far for those robbing European trawlers to come and steal our fish. Oh, right. Are the fish coming with us too? Yep, they're coming. All of them? All of them. And the crabs and the lobster? Yep, they're first on the list. What about the things we don't want, like jellyfish? Oh, no, 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 no. They can stay. How are you going to do that? I'll leave that to the fish people. The fish scientists, yes. I'm sure they can filter them out. And is there anything else you're leaving behind? Yep. All the plastic floating in the sea, they can stay. And all that... Those pollutants in the air, not coming. No, 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 no. Means we can hit both our recycling and emissions targets the minute we arrive. As you can see, we have clearly thought of everything in this new radical and innovative approach to immigration. What a knobhead. <laughs> there we go. St hey, what do you reckon? Well, I hope people are still with us. <laughs> if, you, if you've stuck <laughs> well, it out this I, long. I think it's very funny. I think if, whether it... It's, it whether you can listen to it for that long, I don't know. I think visually, maybe. Yeah. We filmed it. We'll see. We'll see. Well, feedback. Let us know. First feedback. time we've done Always it. Always feedback. And listen, please, please subscribe to our channel. Um, do all the usual follows on social media. Leave a comment. Twitter, but as ever, Steve, yes. we like to leave people <coughs> with the clothing forecast for the weekend. Well, plenty of PJs this weekend and some could linger to as late as midday every day. This is because it's a bank holiday weekend, of course. However, for most, light coats and gilets will dominate throughout the day. Trousers remaining mostly casual this afternoon with a few further patches of slacks. Chino to jeans for many. Dresses trending towards floral and flowing with occasional minis and middies. However, the tight state remains high for the time of year at 60 to 80 denia. Shoes firm to flimsy. Underwear cheeky to sneaky. And that's your clothing. Oh, there you go. That's the end of another episode. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Let your friends know. Let us know. Keep in touch. Tweet, Insta, do whatever you do. And we'll be back next Thursday.